0: Hello, rogues. It's episode 5 of the Streets of Avalon re-release. The Kickstarter is rolling along quite well, and we're into stretch goal territory now. There's a link in the post notes if you want to get in on all the dark, citywide, urban fantasy action, or you can just type in tinyurl.com slash Streets of Avalon. Now, before we get to the play, let's finish the story we started from last time. A View from the Street, Part 2. You've learned the hard way that the only way to get anything out of the lighters is to be overly dramatic, have the right bribe, and be very, very respectful. As you finish speaking, the cloaked figure reaches out with the glowing brand of his staff towards the small hole in the glass that covers the lamp, igniting the wick. The lamps burn well this night, though not as bright as they once did. His voice is soft, almost a whisper, but still as easily heard as if he were speaking into your ear. Oh, that I could aid you. Reaching into your cloak and producing a small candle made from the fat of a newborn calf, you offer it up to the lighter. Perhaps the light from within this one's eyes may help your task. The lighter turns to examine the offering. Your stomach turns. It's not the gaunt face or the thin lips that hide needle-like teeth. And it's not the cadaverous flesh stretched taut across their bones. It's the missing eyes. The lighters have no sockets for eyes that are no longer there. Their skin creates one elongated forehead that starts at their chalk white hairline and stretches over where their eyes should be, ending at the top of their hawk like noses. And that they seem to see more without eyes than you can with them makes your skin crawl every time they look at you. You are positive they can see inside. Ah uh, yeah, it's uh it's it's the real thing, I mean you stammer slightly, fighting to regain your composure. I—I uh, I mean, I—I I would be willing to—to to part with this, although it is uh, very dear to me. If uh, one such as yourself were to have insight as to the inner workings of the upper floors of the exquisitely designed Hanson Estate, the face turns from the candle to you. For uh, I have need of such information so that I might secure the... The face has moved closer, inches from yours. Panic chews at your throat, devouring your words. Eternal light that shines within the time in the size of a quail's merchant's eye. Um, y- yeah, That. that be it. The directness causes a lack of etiquette on your part. But as the lighter produces the one-of-a-kind parchment and takes the calf candle from your hand, you know the deal is sealed. May the one who illuminates us all shine upon you. The thin lips part in what you think may be the first smile you've ever seen from a lamplighter as he hands you the map. Then, without further comment, he moves on to the other lamps on the street, methodically lighting each in turn. And may the darkness never dwell within, you whisper, finishing the parting as he walks away, adding, Whatever in the hells that means, under your breath as you turn and hurry down the alley. You dash, not as much as to get to the Hansen estate, but to escape in case the lighter may have heard you. Lamp lighters take insults very seriously, with deadly results. As you climb nimbly to the rooftop walkways, your thoughts turn to the job at hand. You've got the map of the estate's third story now, complete with trap locations and lock descriptions. The house guards that could be bribed have been, so you'll just have to deal with any strays quickly and quietly. You've timed the patrol of the Griffins, the city guard won't be a bother, and the night is getting on. It's time for the real work to start. That's all for this installment. Now on to the next episode, and if you've backed the Kickstarter, thank you. And if you have or haven't, please tell your friends, enemies, the monsters you know, any rogues you associate with, and everyone in between, about the streets of Avalon. Last time on the streets of Avalon, our rogues learned that Cutter is Graminora's son... The box is wanted by just about everyone who's important in Avalon, and Allison was shot. Now, let's find out if Allison is really dead and see what moves our rogues make next. Welcome to the Streets of Avalon, played by the Wednesday Evening Podcast All-Stars and presented by Misdirected Mark Productions, in conjunction with Gaming and BS, She's a Super Geek, and the Knights of the Night. Now for the introductions of our GM, the players,
1: and the characters.
2: Uh, Brett B. from Gaming and BS, I am the Dungeon Master.
1: Hi there, this is Kevin Lovecraft. I'm playing a bard in this 5e campaign maris salinas uh my name is tom
3: i'm one of the gms and editors of knights of the night actual play podcast i am uh, playing a druid character nora maganis also
4: known as grandmother i'm emily from she's a super geek i make up about one half of it technically i am playing a ranger Fion McFinnigan.
0: And my name is Chris Nizak, and I am one of the hosts and, uh, I guess, the architect of Misdirected Mark Productions. I am playing a character called Vassar Vim. I am a rogue who lives on the hard streets of Avalon, and I turn the microphone over to Brett B. He's
2: got the hammer cock back. This is Maris. Where's the box? Don't know what you're talking about,
1: Willie.
2: Allison, right between the eyes, the back of her head is blown completely out. Bone and brains all over the wall. He puts that pistol away, pulls out a second one. Click, pulls the hammer back.
4: Oh, my God.
2: Initiative.
1: There, suck it. Okay. (laughs) Maris, what are you doing? How far away am I from him?
2: You're about, say, 15, 20 feet.
1: I will cast sleep. DC 13. Can we roll a six? All right, that's a nice change. Bad guys are out. All of them. All of them. They're not that tough.
2: Good spell. They're just low rent thugs looking for muscle.
1: I just walk over to Willie and cut his throat while he's down.
2: Julia is screaming, bawling, holding up Allison's head, what's left of it. The gore dripping through the fingers on the floor. And she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. He shot her. He shot her. He shot her
1: you go up and uh after i kill willie then i'm gonna walk over to i'm so sorry julia this is horrible
2: what did you do why did you let this happen you brought me here this is your fault she gets up she starts doing the pounding her fist on your chest she's screaming at you she's crying
1: no one could have seen this happening i still don't know how all these people even know there's a box and why they think it's even here this makes no sense i know you're upset and you're angry but you can't put this on me. It's just bad luck.
2: Unless you want to physically disengage, it'll be the she's gonna drag you down to the knees and she's just gonna hug you and just sob on your chest at this point.
1: Well, I'll let her do that. Let her cry it out. I'll comfort her. I'm so sorry.
2: Vassar, you're going to get cash changed, right? Yeah. You have a lot of gold on you. A lot.
0: More than you've ever owned or seen in one place at one time before. So I'm not stupid. What I do is, how much How much is actually in the bag? A bunch? We'll just say a bunch?
2: Yeah, I would a bunch. Uh, take a crown royal bag, fill it to the uh, almost full point of uh, gold coins, which are about, say, the size of a nickel.
0: I take 10 coins out, put them in one boot. I take 10 coins out, put them in another boot. I take another uh, 10 coins out, stick them in the inside pocket of my sleeve that I have hidden there with, with, for some money. Okay. I have little spots all over me, so if I ever get robbed, they don't take everything that I have.
2: You've secreted away a large portion of it, but you still have a pretty hefty bag of gold in your hand.
0: I actually am like, hey, Fionn, just keep some of this. And I take out like half of that and give it to her. Okay. Okay.
4: We, you don't, you do know that we like barter most of the time.
0: You're not keeping this. Just hold it for me until I get back.
4: Okay.
0: Hey, Gramps, and I give him a gold coin. Give me a bag. A couple, actually. Oh, okay. You have a couple sacks, leather sacks. I put that gold in one of those sacks and, I'm like, Fionn, just keep this safe. Okay. By the way, one of those coins will buy what we had for breakfast, like, a bunch of times over.
1: Each coin's worth 200 silver, I think.
0: Yes.
4: Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I could buy, like, 200 breakfasts with one coin.
0: I like really good breakfasts.
2: All right. Vassar, are you just going to say a known moneylender? I am going to do that. The best place to change money is at the Order of Hermes. It's a church, basically, that's turned bank at this point, And Hermes has the best banking system through Avalon. You can get paper notes. They can store money for you. If you're noble, you actually can get kind of interest, if you will, investments and so forth. They can broker those types of things, but you don't have that type of leverage with them. hmm so, almost every quarter of the city has a number of different Hermes houses where the Order of Hermes does a fair amount of business. So, you've had to change money before, beat up copper coins. You know, you get fractions of coins, take them, turn it in, they weigh it, give you some silver or something, change. You're in head to one. What are you trying to do?
0: I am going to change the rest of the bag that I have and get a note and put some of it in their system.
2: They can get you 200 silver pieces right now in cold hard coin in your hand. Don't even want that much. No? How much do you want?
0: I want 50.
2: All right. They'll give you 50. Then you'll have you'll have a promissory note, and the rest of it that we'll stash. Yes. The promissory note, you take that to any order of Hermes church slash temple,
0: and uh, you can change it in. I also put the promissory note. I have it under my mom's name.
2: Ah, well done.
4: That's really sweet. Maybe.
0: It's just safer, actually, because Julia's is a well-respected businessman, and I am not.
2: True enough. Making your way back to Grandpa Thompson's when you're done? Yeah. Fionn, you have heard the yelling from grandma to son. You've heard the yelling going on, and then Fionn's kind of like, hee, hee, hee. And it goes on for a bit, and then it gets really, really quiet.
4: The quiet's the worst part.
2: Yeah. You don't even hear the mumbled whispers anymore.
4: Oh, no. I hope she didn't kill him.
2: There's one way to find out. You can open the door.
4: Yeah, after a while, I'll, I'll open the door. I'll creep up to the door and, like, listen, and if I don't hear anything, I'll kind of nudge it open. I have a feeling what I'm going to find.
2: (laughs) So Fiona's at the table, kind of tittering to herself, going, ha, 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 Uncle Liam's getting his. It gets real quiet. Mm. The dread starts to set in. You've crept across. You're up to the door.
4: I know Grandmother has the box, so if I don't hear anything, I'll nudge the door open.
2: Grandma? Yes. What's the plan?
3: You obviously have to get out of this town. Yes, I do. Because you can't kill us. You can't even take the box.
2: I don't even know what the box is. What is the box?
3: It's something horrible. I'd have to ask Maris to tell you the truth, but I know it's something horrible. All right. You have enough gold to get out of town. That much is obvious to travel elsewhere, somewhere hidden for a very long time.
2: Yeah, I'll leave. You sure you and Fiona don't want to come? I mean, this is going to get dangerous here. They know you have it.
3: Yeah, they do. I will have to have a discussion with the others on what we're going to do with this box. It'll have to be something public so that they all know that it doesn't exist anymore.
2: Do you want me to take it? I can take it with me. No. You sure? Yeah. What do I have to do, Mom?
3: You have to go be safe. You have to leave town.
2: Mom, I mean, we, we had, I got to make this right. Um, What do I have to do?
3: I don't think there is anything that can make this right. Nothing you can do, certainly.
2: Okay. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to make this right, and I'm going to make you proud of me again. I'm going to do that. Go and be safe. All right. I'll be
3: happy if you're safe.
2: Fionn, you've got up. You've started to toe the door open. <laughs> it opens up quickly in front of you. You see Uncle Liam. He looks at you. The tears have come down, the streaks, the dirt. He gives you a hug and says, bye, Fionn. I got to go.
4: Okay. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything stupid. Again.
2: He takes you by the hand. He presses something into your palm, Fionn. He says, you-, you might need this. Just be careful. What is it? It's a ring.
4: It's a ring.
2: It's a ring. It is made out of wood. That's weird. It is carved to look like a circle of ravens.
4: It's really pretty. I don't know any better. I'll put it on.
2: It fits nicely.
4: Ah, huh. Well, he was a woodcarver. Correct. That's what he was trained in for his trade. So right now, we are Sans' one woodcarver.
3: He was very good with a knife. No doubt about it.
4: Good with a knife. Uh, grandmother, what now? Is Uncle Liam staying? Is he going? Are we headed back to the village?
3: We need to talk to Maris and Vassar.
2: Vassar, you're on your way back, correct? Mm-hmm. You hear a...
0: I dodge to the right.
2: <laughs> Vassar, 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 Vassar. Easy, man, easy.
0: I, I, like, dodge roll to the right, pop up with both swords drawn, look around, and I hear Vassar, Vassar, Vassar. Is it Keon?
2: Uh, Yeah, it is. Keon's like, easy, 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 Vassar. It's been kind of a couple days, okay? Yeah, what is it? You have Cutter's mom? Uh, I guess? That was a shock to me, too. So is that, like, his sister? The red?
0: Uh, his his niece.
4: Technically, I'm his second cousin.
0: Hey, because she hits like he does. Holy crap. I think everybody from that town hits like she does. Oh, God. You saw what the old lady did to Cutter.
2: Yeah, um, so do you have the box or does the old lady? Whoa. Whoa. Look dude, look dude, I don't wanna, I don't wanna make this any worse than has to be, but I gotta ask and I gotta know and I can't have you lie to me. You gotta tell me.
0: Uh, why does everybody know about this box?
2: It's where Cutter got the money from and Cutter, I heard Cutter. Listen, I was eavesdropping and I heard something, I probably wasn't supposed to hear, but Cutter apparently is out of the picture, so I'm just looking to step up my game, right? In the guild, man. And if I can get the box, then I can do that thing and I really, really don't wanna have to Do this weird thing with you, just
0: tell me where the box is, or give me the box, and then it all goes away. So, one, I don't have the box on me. So, who's got it? I do know where it is. Well, where? I could take you to it. Perfect. Yeah, sure, let's go, man. Awesome. As soon as he walks in front of me, I club him in the back of the head as hard as I can.
2: (laughs) Roll the head. It's not going to be hard. He's got no idea it's coming. I got 21 21 and a 19. Yeah. (laughs) Good God. Pow. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Back of the head. He's out. Base of the skull. Pommel of the blade, thunk, whack, he's down.
0: Once I knock him out, I whisper to him, like, I'm sorry, man, but you really don't want any part of this box, and I actually like you. So I, And then I drag him back into the alley, put some garbage on top of him, and let him sleep it off. Very nice.
4: We have a flashback to him doing the same for you the first time you got drunk <laughs> together. Oh, oh yeah,
0: that that happened.
2: Do you do the uh, anything special, like you leave a copper on his eye or something?
0: Yeah, I leave a silver piece in his palm.
2: Okay. That way he knows it was you.
0: <laughs> I have 64 silver pieces left now. <laughs> nice.
2: All right, Vassar, you get back to uh, Grandpa Thompson's. Grandpa Thompson himself is looking like the quaking bowl of jelly he normally is, only a little bit worse because there's been a lot of craziness and a lot of violence. There's a very angry old lady
0: in there who's slapping everybody. This is kind of scary right now. Grandpa Thompson, you have 200 silver pieces in your hand. Go change it and take a vacation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, should do that. I can do that. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so can, can you just watch the place for me while I, while I go? Just, yeah, you, Vassar, here, you watch. He, he pushes a ring of keys in your hand. You just, you just lock up and watch this place for
0: me. No problem, Gramps. Take it easy. Be safe. He just trots off as fast as he can go. And you didn't see us, so. Don't
4: even know who you are! Trot, trot, trot. He doesn't remember us? That's not cool.
0: Oh, Fionn. Hi, how's it going?
4: Uncle Liam just left. Is that good? I not sure.
2: The door to the private room where grandma and mother was dress was dressing him down is open. Tom, my assumption is grandma is kind of in a chair right now. Mm-hmm. Not initial head and in hands, but a deep look, a deep thoughtful face. A bit melancholy,
0: yes. Where's Nora?
4: She has the don't disturb me look, so I have not disturbed her. But she's she's over there.
0: Well I'm gonna go disturb her.
3: Actually, if I could hear Vassar, I invite him in and Fiona as well. Uh, Apparently, I've claimed this room as mine now.
0: I'm going to apologize to the both of you. Apparently, we're in all kinds of trouble because everybody and their mother, except for you, I guess, wants this box. And I'm the one who has it. Yeah. Uh,
3: I explained to Vassar what I've learned about the potters. Yeah, my face goes pretty ashen when you mention that. There seems to be some... I, I don't know who these people are in the city, but from the look on your face...
4: I mean, we can take on potters. They might have really strong hands from throwing all those pots, but I mean, come on.
0: Take out my notebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
0: Nora, Fion. these people are basically what I guess what you would equate to being your town elders. Of our whole city. So they're reasonable people we could talk to. Exactly. Uh, No, they're power-hungry, mad, and by mad I mean crazy, evil business people who only care about money and power.
4: I don't like that.
0: It
3: seems to me that it is unsafe for us to give this box to any of them. I would agree. But it also seems to me that they won't stop looking for it until they know... That it can no longer be gotten. So how do we do that? How do we destroy that? You know this city better than any of us. Is there something in this city? Some well that has no end that the box could be thrown into? Something.
0: I'm the wrong person to ask that? Like, Morris would know better than that, than I would about stuff like that. Where is Morris? That's a good question. I figured he'd be back by now.
3: I would like to say perhaps he needs a change of
0: clothing, but that would be mean, so I won't.
4: Is there no temple that we trust to give this to people who know how to handle this?
0: Religion in, or temples anyway, in, in the city is just kind of another word for we have power and you don't.
4: That's weird. It's a little weird. Temples are places you gather for communal events. Uh, you'd think that. Give thanks to the gods and have dances sometimes.
0: And put some money in the donation
4: basket. Well, I mean, we don't really have a whole lot of money.
3: I don't think they worship the true gods, though, so.
4: Oh, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Hey,
2: now.
4: We do make sure our priestess gets fed and is housed. You know, she has a nice little manse.
2: Maris, after about 15 minutes, Julia's done. She has sobbed herself out. She's tired. She's exhausted. She's going to find a comfortable chair and just kind of plop in it right now.
1: Going to go out front, pound on the door lintel. Runner! I need a runner!
2: About two minutes, you'll get a young lad will come zipping up. He's got the Order of Hermes medallion. Yes, sir!
1: Going to write a note out, Vassar, with your mom, Allison was killed by one-eyed Willie. Think you guys should come to the inn. Run that to Grandpa Tom's. Ask for Vassar. Give it to him. Give the kid a few coppers.
2: The, after the second Copper hits his hand, his eyes go wide. He's like, yes, sir, right away, sir. Boom, he's off on your shot. Grandma, Fion and Vassar, as you guys are starting to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Churches, how we're taking care of people, where can we do? What can we do with this box? There's a rap, 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 rap on the door. Mr. Vassar Vim, sir? Uh, yeah, that's me. Runner of Hermes, sir. I have this for you. And he holds out his hand. Oh. Big grin.
0: Thanks, and and I give him a couple copper pieces. Sweet, it's the most money he's made a month. He goes tr- running off like crazy. Woo! I read the note. And I'm like, oh shit, oh god, that's not good. Uh we got to go back to the inn. Allison was killed. What? Somebody else is looking for the box. Everybody knows that this box is around, and now I got to get my mom out of town. I can't wait to tell her that. Come on, Nora. We got to go. Where are we going? We're going back to the uh, to the inn. Fiona,
2: you going with? I assume.
4: Uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll go. Oh my gosh!
2: The three of you haul butt back to the inn. Uh, Grandma moves spry as ever.
0: I lock up Grandpa Thompson's boarding house.
2: Okay. By Avalon law, you know this faster. As you're locking the door, possession is like ninety-nine percent of the law at this point. So you own a four-story boarding house. Sure do.
4: I mean, you did pay for it, technically.
2: Kind of did. The three of you haul butt back to the Iron Wheel. You open the door. Maris, have you cleaned up?
1: Uh, I dragged One-Eyed Willie out back to be picked up tomorrow morning when the wagons come through. Got it. Were the other uh, gang members with them? Were they bargemen as well, or were they just uh, regular human thug types?
2: Regular human thug types.
1: All right. I um, just will have uh, hauled them out, too. With dagger in one hand, so if they wake up, it's like uh, you can leave or you can get stabbed.
2: Okay. So once they're awake, you're pretty much like go away, pretty much just bail? Yes. Got it. Um, What have you done with Allison's corpse?
1: I've covered it up uh, with uh, oilskin tablecloth for right now.
2: Vassar, you, you open the door first. Your mother sees you, and she doesn't run. She doesn't move to come and hold you. She looks up, and she's just pale, kind of gray, pasty face, and she points at this lump on the floor by your feet, and she says that that's what they did to Allison.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, Mom. Um, We're going to get you out of the city, because it's not safe.
2: I can't leave here. This is my home. I know. I can't make them leave. I can't make
0: them make. They can't make me. Well, they can, by putting you in the ground. Not if I, not, But you wouldn't let them do that. Uh, I wasn't going to let them do that to Allison, either.
2: Maris tried. He, he did everything he could. They just he tried to talk to him, and, and they just shot her.
4: Oh my god!
2: Well,
0: we're gonna make this okay, Morris.
2: Just just give her the box, son. Just sell him the box. Just give him the box. Not, Who cares? We're not
0: throw the box in the street. You know what? We're not gonna give him the box. The box is obviously evil.
1: I mean, it's like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, worse things than this could happen. Exactly. As hard as that is to believe, I just
2: I don't want to lose my home, son.
0: I don't want to lose my home. Where am I going to go? I don't have any family left. We can find a safe place, at least for a little while, and then you can come back. We're going to handle this. We're going to take the box and get rid of it. Just not, we're not going to give it to anybody.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. I guess I'll go pack. And unless somebody wants to stop her, she will do the list list stagger to the steps to the first landing and just kind of work her way up, bump into the wall, pause for a while, and make her way up top. Fionn.
4: Are we sure there's nobody else upstairs? No.
2: We're not. Oh crap!
4: Okay, I will. I will sort of run up the stairs after her and do a quick sweep.
2: Grandmother okay, takes her notebook out.
4: Just a plus on the. Yeah. You
2: know. when you get past her, she doesn't. I mean, you you're easily able to get by her, and she's she's in that state of shock, right? Where very little is phasing her. Really get up past her. There are three black cats at the top of the stairs. They see you. They move to the side, and just sit and are watching you.
4: I want to cast Speak with Animals. I'm not sure she realizes that she's actually talking to them. I think that being around maybe violence magic has kind of done something weird, but she's also, you know, been around nature a lot. And so she's just going to, she's going to look at, so there's three cats. Are they black and they look exactly the same? Absolutely. Hello, most ubiquitous cats.
2: So it's a quiet inn at this point. There's a pall of horror uncertainty and such as laid down upon the inn. The um, usual noises of Avalon Streets have kind of faded back. The hawkers outside are yelling and so forth. Vassar, Maris, Nora, everyone's there. And echoing down the stairs, you hear Fionn's voice meowing and kind of cat purring, talking. Nora, you're, you're familiar with this. I'm opening my notebook. You
3: hear it. There's a racing going on.
0: <laughs> I look at Nora and I'm like, is that normal?
3: Yes, I
0: believe it is. Okay.
2: The cat looks up at you. Fionn kind of licks its paw, rubs its face for a little bit, and says, Oh, that is very polite of you, two legs. What can I do for you?
4: Fionn is taken aback for a second. The cats have never answered back before.
3: (laughs) She's always spoke to them. They've never spoken back.
4: Fionn will just kind of look at the cats, and then she'll sit down, trying to get more eye level to the cats, and just, just say, Um... Yes, what do you know about this box and the people who are after it?
2: Well, I think that lady, she really needs help. If you take her with us, we can we can make sure she's safe.
4: And where would you take her? To Mort. The gentleman we met last evening? Yes. Who lives in a graveyard?
2: He's a priest. He can keep her safe.
4: That would probably be good. Yeah, um... We've... Recently lost. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of killing over this box in the past 24 hours.
2: Yes, we came after. It's unfortunate. I smelled it before I got in.
4: Do you know what the box is and and why people want it?
2: Yes. It's horrible.
4: Do you know how we could destroy it? No idea. Oh.
2: But I think you should help her pack so that we could get her somewhere safe.
4: Okay. Fionn will go into her travel kit and pull out some jerky and offer it to the cats.
2: They do the really interested sniff and then back off. Really interested sniff, back off. Then they all take turns flopping down on your feet and demanding belly rubs.
4: <laughs> all right, I will rub their bellies and then say, "All right, I need to to help. Thank you for your help, furry friends."
2: You get the ubiquitous cat nip on your thumb, like out too hard apparently, rub too hard. Out, damn it, stupid cat. I'm sorry. Help her pack. We'll be outside watching. Thank you. Three black cats from the stairs come down. They come into the common room, sit down, survey this group, seem to nod, walk around, kind of rub up against each of you, and then make their way out the uh, open front door and sit on the stoop.
0: Not even weird anymore.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I will pop back downstairs to tell them about my conversation with the cats, pretending it's a totally normal thing to talk to cats and to have them answer back.
0: So, you could talk to cats?
4: I mean, can't you?
0: Uh, no. Grandmother is trying to hide her smile a little bit.
4: They said that your mother will be safe with Mort.
0: That's right, we, I forgot all about that guy. We were supposed to go talk to him at some point, weren't we?
4: Yes, he's apparently a priest. Ugh. I feel like we have very different... <laughs> I feel like we have just very different experiences with how helpful priests are. I think he might
1: be a cliche. Rather than a priest. If he's a lichet, that wouldn't be as bad.
4: What's a lachey?
1: They're the ones that collect the dead. They administer the graveyards.
4: Oh. Well, I'm not sure how technical a cat's religious vocabulary is. So, I'm gonna go help your mother pack, though, and just wanted to relay the information.
0: Well, good, because now we don't have to argue about what to do with Mom. Thanks. I appreciate that.
4: Because obviously we trust the cats. Right? We're going to trust the cats?
0: I think we're going to trust the cats. I can't believe I just said that. Fiona, I
3: believe we're trusting
0: you.
4: That's... A- <sighs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to go help her.
3: Vassar.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nora.
3: I believe you spoke of, was it lamplighters? Mm-hmm. They seem to be
0: individuals of great power. Uh, yeah. Would you trust them with the box? Nope. They don't want it. The lamp later told me they didn't want the box. I actually offered it to Hm. Or her, or it, or whatever it is. And they didn't have a suggestion? Uh, no, they actually did have a suggestion, and I think it was to follow the cats. I meant more in regards of to the box.
2: Morris, with Allison laying there, you've got her covered. I mean, it's kind of the ugly elephant in the room.
1: Do I have any idea if she has family?
2: She talked about having a father who belonged to the Brotherhood of Sanitary Excavators. She talked about that. She stayed here almost all the time. She pretty much referred to Julia as her mom.
1: Say Vassar? I don't know, but one of us should probably talk to your mom about arrangements, unless we just want to assume that ourselves. I don't know if your mom would want input on that or not. I know that they, at least Allison felt that Julia was like, her mother, kind of, her mother figure, at least.
0: You know what? I'll just take care of it. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll take care of it. Okay,
3: Marsh. You know many tales. Mm-hmm. I know tales. I asked Vesser. Now I'm asking you. Is there something in the city that we can use to destroy this box? An endless pit, an eternal
1: flame. You speak of endless pits. So there's supposedly this bottomless pit midden heap that you throw garbage down and the garbage never accumulates not quite sure if it's something down there eating it or what i don't know if that might work i've not heard of any eternal flame now there are stories that there are ancient lizards under the city of great power some people suggest that those might be dragon kin or something of that nature, though no one's seen anything like that for ages. If there is something like that down there, I would think that might have the power to possibly destroy the box. The only thing I'm not sure about is if we destroy this physical container, does that get rid of what's inside of it, or does it just let it out? I'm not certain. i got to think. Hmm. I want to find out more about this box if we can.
3: I believe we know what happened last time you looked in the box.
1: Uh, I don't want to find out by looking at or examining the box. I want to find out by going and going to the Brotherhood of the Storytellers and asking some questions.
4: That won't be suspicious at all. Everyone seems to know already.
3: In our village, we had someone who could look at entrails and tell us uh, the future Nothing like that here?
1: Oh, there's many who claim to be oracles and diviners of the future. I have never put coin into any of their hands to tell you if they're accurate or not. I've always assumed such were charlatans, but I'm skeptical. I've been in this city all my life. I always assume someone's looking to take coin for me for little in return.
2: So Morris and Vassar can uh, lay out there are seers, sages, members of uh, Wizards Guild, alchemists... There's a number of different workers of magic or attempted workers of magic, people who will sell any number of things, to Morris's point, and a from a street value level. But there are also uh, different groups and persons that are at the different universities that there's massive libraries and lots of data out there. Most of that is ne- closer to the center of the city, though, than it would be here.
0: So it looks like we have a plan. If you want, Morris, you can make your way to the Guild of Storytellers and, and see if they know anything about this box. While uh, the rest of us go and take mom to Mort. Okay. Sound like a good plan?
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that, so we should arrange though for when and where we're going to meet. So what is this? is it late morning now?
2: Actually at this point you're damn near on to supper time. You're almost on to dinner.
1: Oh jeepers, yeah. Well we had to make arrangements for our body to be interred. Well, nighttime's a great time to go to the sage's library and to visit cemeteries. Want to meet at midnight back here, guys?
4: (laughs) Is he joking? I can't tell. We always go to cemeteries at night.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
4: Why would you go during the day? There's work to be done during the day.
1: Because that's normally when I'm awake? Wow. I gotta visit your town. What's it called again? Glenshire. There's gotta be some amazing stories I can pick up there.
0: That's all for this episode of The Streets of Avalon. Tune in next time to see who else might be looking for the box, what Mars can discover about the box, and what is up with those cats and Mort. We look forward to running with you rogues next time.